Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're tuned in to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host for the evening, Sonia Cassandra Perdue founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. This is where Chicago's Black Business Network members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the blog talk radio audience and the world. These discussions can be political, musical, or entertaining. They can be serious or fun. Tell us what's on your mind tonight. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our chat rooms are open. We're here every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn.
Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network that time on Blog Talk Radio for Tuesday, February fifteenth, twenty eleven. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of CBBN, author of Black America, asking ourselves the tough questions, and your host for this evening's show. This is our special jobs broadcast, and this is the second week that we shared information regarding jobs with our network audience. Normally, this slot is where Chicago's Black Business Network.com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience, and the world. But this week, once again, we want to reach out and give our audience more and more and more information that they can use. That is information on jobs. Even more importantly, we want you to call, want you to call in and tell us about your job experiences or about job open, openings that you've heard about this week. Or is your company hiring? Let us know. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. CBBN currently has more than 700 members, and the majority of them are like me, Chicago-based businesses, small business owners who are the backbone of this country and this city and who sometimes feel the burden of this economic depression more than others. You know it's a depression going on out here. More than others. They're the first hit, the first to close the ones that struggle the more. We ask that you come over to the site, that you visit us, that you show your support, not only for our Internet-based businesses, but the brick-and-mortar businesses. Uh, Everybody around the city was talking about Army & Lou's closing this past month. And uh, I've been to Army & Lou's. Most of you in the Chicagoland area who live on the south side, you've been to Army & Lou's over there, right over there off of uh, 75th and Vernon. We we don't have enough restaurants in our community for our eateries to be closing. So once again, we're asking that you show your support. We want to get together. Minister Rahim, uh, the Temple of Mercy Association, has asked us to work with him to do some shop-ins. Shop-ins is when we get together as a group and go into an establishment and support that establishment for that day or maybe more than a day. That's a way of uh, introducing people who may have never been into that particular establishment to that establishment and showing support. You may save that the company's life just by that one visit that day in that group. So we want to um, schedule those with him and make some announcement on dates that we're going to do a shop-in. And we really want the support of Chicago's Black Business Network members the same way that you want support of the members on our site. There's 700-plus members. Do you know these people? More importantly, do our members know you? Join us today and touch the world. We opened the show with CBBN member Sylvia Frederick, a friend. And we've been playing that every week. And I like this song. I really like that. Uh, Sister Under Construction, that's the CD. Sylvia may have a new CD out now. I know that she's busy. She has a TV show now. She was doing a radio spot. She was in a play. So she's... Working, 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 but we'd like to hear from you very, very soon, Sylvia. I'm going to have to give her a call. I think I keep taking on all of these tasks. Now, we have a Tuesday show. We got the Thursday show. You know, that's Black Wall Street USA. We've got 100 things that I'm doing. I'm connecting and talking to people all day, which I do love. I I, I absolutely love it. But I I told myself today, am I trying to work 24 hours a day? You, You know, sometimes people, we do need a break. We do need a break. I do enjoy it tonight. In addition to... Us talking about the job, CBBM member and CEO of Loftus Consulting, Kimberly Loftus, will be joining us to share some vital information for those of you 
who are beauty salon and spa owners. How to increase your salon and spa revenue in less than 30 days. This is a uniquely designed program that you will certainly want to be a part of this evening. But our major goal is that you call into the show, that you listen, and that you make a connection. That's what CBBN is all about. Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, the founder. Our calling number is 347 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That is how we connect. Press the number one if you would like to speak to our upcoming guests. Our theme for the coming year is Let's Talk About Nothing But Success in 2011. We want to remind you to listen to Black Wall Street USA every Thursday evening right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and candidate for Alderman of the 17th Ward. He's going to win. He's going to win. He's going to win. That's Inglewood, Greater Grand Crossing, and Auburn Gresham. If you would like to be a guest on that show, on the upcoming show, please call me at 312-239-8835. My number is 312-239-8835. I talk to a lot of people every day. I try to return all my calls within 24 hours. Give me a call. I'd love to speak with you. I'm Ron's co-host by that show. And uh, the future alderman usually gives me about two minutes. Ron's a talker. He could do that. But it's a great show. We're, we've been doing it for about a year, and we've met people, good people, hardworking people all over this country. So please join us on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. right here. Also, this evening, following this show at 7.30 p.m., will be the Consumer Show. This is a new show for us, and we're just so excited to have attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. I've known Derek for quite a while, way, 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 way back over there, Kennedy King. Kennedy King, the Consumer Eye. Derek's been doing this for quite a while. This is where Ms. Manil will answer your questions about real estate, business law, consumer protection rights, and your political and legal questions. He's got the qualifications to do it. Tonight's topic is senior rights. If you're not a senior citizen, if you live long enough, you will be, hopefully. But there are a lot of issues and concerns regarding our seniors, and Mr. McNeil is definitely, definitely going to break it down for you. So stay with us for that show. This evening, we're going to give you information on uh, probably four upcoming job fairs. And if you attended any of the job fairs from the last show, we'd appreciate your feedback. Tell us the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hopefully you had some good experience. I really do. Also, this information will be posted later tonight on CBBN in the Employment Opportunities Group. Before we go to the job fair information, we're going to share some more information with you. Now, this show, as well as the, the network and probably everything else that everything else that I do, has a lot of diversity. So we will talk about jobs. We will talk about programs. And we will provide information. That is what we do. Let's discuss a program administered by the Department of Labor. And every time I mention this program, people have not heard of it, and that's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's what we do. This program is called the Senior Community Service Employment Program, SCSEP. 
that's what we're going to call it, is a community service and work-based training program for older workers. And believe me, I'm in that category. Who is eligible to apply for this program? You must be at least 55 years of age and older with a family income of no more than 25% of the federal poverty level, which is what, like 10, 11, 12,000, something in that area, and depends on family size also. This program is updated yearly through the Department of Health and Human Services. The priority is for persons over age 60, veterans, and qualified spouses of veterans. They're given preference. What kind of jobs are available to participants? Mostly these jobs are community service positions in nonprofit um, facilities and public facilities. They can be a variety of places. They provide you with 20 hours of work. It is a minimum wage, whatever the local minimum wage is, but the ultimate goal is to move participants into unsubsidized positions to increase their earnings. Sometimes uh, people in this age group are require additional training. Sometimes they've left jobs and require and are required to be retrained, and that's what they hope to do with this program. As a matter of fact, they also have a requirement of word processing course, about six week word processing course. Word processing course. There, uh, there's a health exam. It, involved, there's counseling involved, if the person needs information about housing. So they're tweaking the service a little bit, but I want you to know it is really not a job. It is a training program. And as I said, the ultimate goal is to move you into another position that is not minimum wage. Now, many of our seniors don't want to work any more hours, but I'm sure they certainly will want a little bit more money. The website for the Department of Labor indicated that in Illinois you should contact the Department of Aging in Springfield at 217-782-1889, 217-782-1889. It indicates that Charles Johnson is the director, but if you call that number, I'm sure they will direct you to the correct person so you can get the correct information. Now, I saw listed... Uh, not particularly on this site. I didn't go through this entire site. But in Chicago, that Easter Seals, a name we haven't heard in a long time, was one of the administrators of this program, as well as the Catholic Charities and the Jewish Vocational Services that they administered these programs. So you may want to Google those three services, call them directly, and ask them how you can apply for those services. Now, one thing in speaking with other people who have utilized this program, which you may want to do, because there is a waiting list for people to participate, for participants, you may want to go to a nonprofit organization that you know that you would enjoy working for or that you volunteer for now or have done so in the past and give them the information about the program and ask them to apply when they apply, have them say, well, I have someone who's been volunteering or I have someone that I would like to move into a position here and train them and uh, possibly hire them in the future, and they will give you preference. That may not be the rule across for every agency, but I've heard that that will get you through the process much, much faster. So call uh, 217-782-1889 to get additional information, and be sure to pass this along. Be sure to pass this along because 
that age group, 55 and up, falls through the cracks crack sometimes. Sometimes they're the last people that are hired or not hired at all. Okay, so welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network dot com on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Purdue. Our caller number is three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. Believe it or not, we really don't get a lot of call-ins on this show. We would love to have a lot of call-ins. It all depends on the subject, but we get a tremendous amount of hits in our archives. All of our shows, over 100 shows, are in archives. So you can listen to the job show from last week, or you can listen to the very, very first show that we did March of '09. if you'd like to. I think the first Black Wall Street show was December of '09. You can go back and listen to our archives. On Facebook this week, I was posting information about some of the guests that we've had on the show. Uh, uh, Illinois State Representative LaShawn K. Ford has been a guest. Uh, Illinois State Senator Donnie Trotter, Circuit Court Court Clerk, did I have that right? Dorothy Brown has been a guest. Christelle, who was a top 40 artist, that was a fun show. And uh, Khalila Muhammad, former wife of Muhammad Ali, she has been a guest. We've had some people... uh, out of D.C., out of California. We've had people all across the country talking about what's going on in their community. Minister uh, Raheem Atone from the Temple of Mercy Association, who does a lot in our community, has been a guest and actually got so many hits on his show. It was a good show. He's very versed about what's going on in our communities, and he's another 24-hour worker uh, for our community. So if you'd like to go back and listen to any of those shows, just follow the links and you can open up and go right into it. And that's why we invite you to be an advertiser on our show because these shows are played repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. As a matter of fact, we download some of the shows from time to time on days that we are not on the air and people will hear your advertisement again. Don't want you to forget that very, very shortly, all of our shows will be replayed on WJPCChicago.com. Black Wall Street is rebroadcast every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on WJPCChicago.com. But very, very shortly, all of our shows will be replayed on that show. And WJPC Chicago gets thousands upon thousands upon thousands of more hits than we do. So we want you to come up, come over and take a part. Uh, be a part of what we do, and we make it very, very, very affordable for the small business person. That is what we're all about. And you can call me at 312-239-8835. What we're going to do first, uh, we're going to talk about some upcoming job fairs. And then what we're going to do, uh, we're going to go to our guest. Our guest is on the line. But we want to share these particular job fairs with you very quickly here. Wednesday, February 16th, and that is tomorrow, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m., over at Chicago State University here in Chicago, 9501 South King Drive. They are having Chicago State Spring 2011 Career Fair. That's 12 a.m. to 4 p.m., right at 9505 South King Drive. Kind of like to be calling over there. I will dress up, go over, be there at noon, be there before noon, with my resumes and be ready to go in there and get that job. Job fair number two. We 
We did share this with you last week, NAACP Professional and Executive Diversity Job Fair, February 22nd, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. over at Navy Pier, 600 West Grand. Take the State Street bus and go right straight over there, or the Grand bus, or the Milwaukee bus, or the Chicago Avenue bus. They go straight to Navy Pier, put you off right there. This event is exclusively for candidates with a minimum of a four-year degree or better. Candidates will be screened at the door. I wonder what does that mean? Um, that's interesting. Maybe they're looking at the resumes before you go in. Join us in the celebration of diversity in one of Chicagoland's most anticipated recruiting events. Supposed to be some good employers there. I've heard some good things about it. Job fair number three, February 23rd, which is not that far off, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., you notice all of these, none of these are early in the morning, are they? 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Embassy Suites in Lombard and Oak Brook, they will, have a, they will be having a job fair out there. Now, the employers are looking for the following categories, sales, customer service, retail, administration, management, IT, accounting, finance, government, Government securities, insurance brokers, clerks, financial analysts, insurance, oh, they repeated that, recruiting coordinators, telemarketing, direct sales, cashiers, banking, associates. That's one of the reasons why I added this particular job fair because it had a variety of positions. It says including Series 63, Series 7, and Series 6 in securities. Those are security designations. So bring your resume. They suggest that you bring 15 to 25 resumes with you. Okay? If you have questions, they have a number here, 815-308-5426, 815-308-5426. And any Chicago employers with job openings, we invite you to give us a call to add your job listings here, 312-239-8835 is my telephone number. Job fair number four, Hilton, out at the Hilton Rosemont, Chicago O'Hare, and you can take the, is that the blue line out there, red line? Which one goes all the way to the airport? The blue line goes all the way to the airport, doesn't it? You should be able to take the blue line all the way out there. It's Napleton Dealership Group Automotive Job Fair. They must be doing good out there in the automotive job fair industry. Mm. General sales manager, finance and insurance manager, sales managers, sales associates, service and parts, service manager, service advisors, service technicians, parts manager, parts counter associate, porter, shutter driver, office positions, controller, payroll administrator, accounts payable, receivables, warranty administrator, billing clerk, license and title clerks, cashiers, receptionists, internet sales, internet manager, internet sales associates. These uh this is another reason why I added this particular job. Napleton Dealership Group Automotive Job Fair. That's February twenty third also. Eight AM to eight PM all day at the Hilton Rosemont Chicago O'Hare. Five 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 zero North River Road in Rosemont. 
We got a lot of positions open out there. We want you to be sure, be sure, be sure that you pass this information on and that you go out there and participate, that you participate. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, your host for this evening's show. We're going to take a short little break here, and we want to come back and uh, we want to go to our, our guest from Loftus Consulting. We want to thank you for being with us this evening.
You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Network.com on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of CBBN and your host for this evening's show. We're back with our special jobs broadcast. Now, I know that wasn't really a very short break, but that was my tribute to pianist Boise Queen. He's a CBBN member, and I really miss Boise, and we really want to hear from him. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal pianist. Blog Talk, the sound that's coming through Blog Talk for that song does not do any justice to it whatsoever. And uh, that's about an eight-minute piece, and I know it. But we really, really want to hear from Boise. And uh, the end of last year, Boise was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and he was going to the into the hospital for some treatment. We haven't heard from for a while. And he used to call in. He was used to run in for work call in to almost every show and show his support, and it was great. We even hosted a show for Boise, and he invited some of the uh, musicians and artists from his company to come on and be a part of that. So we really want to send the word out, and we really, really want to hear from you, Boise. Everybody knows, everybody knows who listens to, listens to our show knows that Chicago's Black Business Network the, the website and this show are dedicated to the memory of Harold Washington, the first black mayor of Chicago. It is our way of giving respect to Mr. Washington's memory and keeping his name and contributions on the minds and in the hearts of our fellow Chicagoans. Stay tuned this evening for the Consumer Show. That's 7.30 tonight. And please, why don't you call a friend and ask them to join you? Tonight, attorney and CPA Derek McNeil will share some revealing information with you about senior rights, so stay stay tuned, stay with us. Also, be sure to visit Chicago's Black Business Network com, the website. Click on our Join Our Mailing List icon on the main page to stay updated on our upcoming events. We got we've got a lot of things coming up. As a matter of fact, we're gonna we're in the midst of planning an expo, so we want you to be a part of that. So please. Uh, come over to our website, be a part of everything that we do. This is our special jobs broadcast, and normally this is the night that we share the information about our members, their business ventures and visions with you. And uh, this week, this week we have a special guest. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. Our chat room is open. Our guest this evening is CBBM member and CEO of Loftus Consulting, Kimberly Loftus, will be joining us to share some vital information for those of you who are beauty salon and spa owners. Now, if you're not a beauty salon or spa owner and your sister, your cousin, your auntie is, want you to listen to this and we want you to share this information with them. How can you, how can they increase their salon or spa revenue in less than 30 days? And she's going to tell us all about this. This is a uniquely designed program that you will certainly want to be a part of. Let's welcome Ms. Loftus to the show. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being so patient. Did you enjoy the music? I did. Great. Great. First, Kimberly, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and then tell us about Loftus Consulting, and then we'll talk about the specialty program that you have for beauty salon and spa owners. Okay. So, again, my name is Kimberly Loftus, President and CEO of Loftus Consulting and Financial Management. And my background has primarily been in finance and marketing. 
I've had over 15 years in corporate America from, you know, mergers and acquisitions, so very, you know, buying companies, selling companies, and actually putting strategic planning together for various companies. Uh, Lofton Consulting was started in, I would say, 2003, part-time. I was still working in corporate America and decided eventually that I wanted to do it full-time because I really like the aspect of working with my clients one-to-one and actually feeling and seeing them um, be successful. And it's hard to do that in corporate America when you're so far removed. So Losses Consulting not only helps spas and salons, but we also help small businesses. But this particular program is specially designed for spas and salons. Going to a little bit about the spas and salons, um, which is many spas and salons do not carry retail products. So we created this retail management program with that in mind. This is a way for a spa and salon to stock and sell spa and salon-related products with no upfront cost. We manage your whole retail operations, meaning we order the product, we stock the product, we price the product, we help you with your marketing promotions, and then basically you see that cash rolling in. I mean, you already have the space, you already have the clientele, why aren't you selling them products? And so we can get that up and running in less than 30 days and you can see profits immediately. And so that's the basic overall gist of the program. Are there that any questions great. so far? Well, let me ask you, Kimberly. Now, I have a, let's say I have a small shop, um, Let's say five chairs. Does it matter how many chairs I have or how small or how large I am? No, it does not. It does not matter. We will work with you. Okay. Now, say you walk into my shop. Say you, the first time you walk into my shop, what's the process? We've talked before. You know that I'm a small shop. I don't have a lot of experience. You walk in the door. What's the first thing that you do? The process is that we will sit down with you. Hello? Yes, we're here. Oh, okay. I had a momentary silence. So what we do is we will work with you to make sure um, that it's a fit because we definitely want to help you grow your business. We will sit down and talk to you about what type of product you would like to carry. We do have one uh, requirement. The product that we that you would decide to carry cannot be something that can, bought, can be purchased in any mass market store like a Target or Sally's or Walmart. It has to be something that can only be purchased in salons because you want it to be attractive. And, you know, we tend to have higher quality products than the salon-type products. And so we would do that first. We sit down with you, have a meeting of the minds about what kind of products you want to carry, you know, what is your brand, what is your business about, because we want to make sure that the products fit who you are. You're not going to sell something that you're not comfortable with. So we want to make sure that you're comfortable. So once we map that out about what type of products that you want to offer, we'll actually, my company, Lawson Consulting, will actually order those products on your behalf. We will pay for those products on your behalf. If you do not have shelving, when we sit down and talk to you, we'll actually bring you options of different shelving, and you do not have to pay for that up front. There's no uh, finance charges or anything. You don't have to pay for shelving until the end of the contract term. So it gives you that chance. It can be pretty expensive to stock retail and put up a whole retail operations in your place of business. So we take all the hassle out of that. So we will, you know, order the shelving, put the shelving in place, or help you put the shelving in place, stock it, stock it and price it. And then once that's done, 
we will re we will continue to reorder the stock as it sells. We do require a commitment of a minimum of a year, uh, just because we're putting in a lot of money up front to get your business up and running in the retail operation. As you visit and work this program, how long have you had this specialty program, and why did you choose this specialty program? We've had the program for about three years now in the Chicago area, and I think because of some of my clients from a um, business perspective, they've used some of my um, marketing services, some spas and salons. When I was in there doing their marketing services and talking to the business owners, I realized there was a need. Um, you know, a lot of them just don't have the upfront cash flow or, you know, the, or the availability of financing to put it in place. So that's how I came up with the program. And as you visit salons and as you speak to salon owners and explain the program to them, what is their biggest objective about being a part of the program, Kimberly? What is their biggest what? What is their biggest objective about what is what are you finding is their biggest objective when you're talking to beauty salon owners about being a part of the program? Yeah, their biggest thing is there's two things. They um they don't have the money up front because you have to you know, you have to you know, maybe five thousand dollars of products just to put on the show. So a lot of them don't have that cash flow up front to be able to do that. And, you know, so that, you know, and then the other thing is they realize it's a revenue opportunity for them. I mean, you already have the customer in the door. They're going to use shampoo or lotions or whatever. They're going to buy it from someone. Why not you? You already have them there. And then I think a lot of times uh, spots and salons forget that they are experts in what they do. So the customer really wants to get their opinion on what they should buy. And, you're, you know, if you're selling those types of products, then why not? The customers are already there. So I think those are the two biggest problems that we're solving is helping them put put the stock up in their place of business when they don't really have the money. And then secondly, now they have the money going forward because they're all of a sudden are getting this extra revenue that they didn't have before. Okay. Could part of, and I, I was wondering, could part of the resistance there, you know, if you're a salon owner, you're about doing hair that, uh, and most people, and, and you tell me because you're the expert, most people are trained that doing the hair, and I might, may not be using the, the correct terminology for it, they're used to servicing the customer and doing their hair or their facials or whatever that they're doing. And do they feel that that's taking away some of their time for that because you know how they try to move you in and move you out? Uh, but that's part of does that take extra time for them, or is that uh, taking away from what they would be doing as far as the hairdos? Do they feel that? Well, because you're you also provide some training. Maybe we should tell them a little bit about the training and how you train the other operators. The owner and operators all have to be trained. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Do they feel they cannot invest that time? Because there is, they will have to invest some time to learn the correct way to do the program, correct? Right. I think, that, you know, about, there's two parts. There's one about what, what we offer in training as part of the program, and there's two about possible objections to the program itself because the time it might take away from them serving their clients. And so I'll take the second part first, which is taking time away from them serving their clients. And I would say that's a that's false because when you're when someone's sitting in your chair, we use a hair salon as an example, and they're getting their hair done and it looks good, and they look in the mirror, oh, you know, this is fabulous. 
They want to know how they're going to take care of that home, that maintenance between visits. So you're going to have to recommend to them anyway what you do today, what products to use. So why isn't it a product that you have in your salon? I mean, you're letting somebody, you're basically telling somebody go to Sally's or go to Walmart and buy this, you know, $15, $20 product that you get no part of versus why not tell that person, hey, this product's fifteen twenty dollars let me walk you over to the front desk that you do already for them to make their next appointment and pull off that product off the shelf and say, hey, I recommend this for you for your next between appointments for shampoo, oil sheen, or whatever. So why not? You already have that that captive customer. So I think it's, a, it's far from people think it's going to take so much time. But going into the second point about staff training and owner training, it's very important that we train the staff to know those products because if they're not comfortable with the product they're selling, nothing's going to be sold. So one thing we train on is product knowledge, getting you comfortable with the product. But these are products that you're going to choose. We're not going to force you to pick a certain product. We want you to be comfortable with the product that you bring into your salon. So then once you have that product training, then we're going to go into different sales techniques based off that person's personality. We're not going to have somebody who's very shy all of a sudden be aggressive and try to sell. But we have processes in place to fit different personalities and how they can sell without feeling like they're being too aggressive or turning people off or being too pushy. Great. Now, Kimberly, we're speaking with Kimberly Loftus of Loftus Consulting. Can you hear me, Kimberly? Yes, I can. Okay. And uh, your website is loftusconsulting.com? Correct. That's correct. And uh, Lynn, your your associate, she was a speaker at a Let's Meet on 35th Street networking event this past couple of weeks. And one of the things that stood out in my mind that evening is that she said that 90% of the hair products are purchased like at the Walgreens, the Walmarts, and the Targets. 90% of the hair products that we use Ninety percent of the hair of the revenue. Let me put it to you like that: is when you have the customer right there, and I'm just making this point to the uh, to the listeners, so you can make it better than I can. Ninety percent of the revenue is being purchased outside of your shop when you yourself have the customer in your shop. Isn't that correct? Correct. And that's the point we're trying to drive home is basically you're telling that customer to take their money and spend it elsewhere. Why? Why are you doing that? When you have the customer ready to buy whatever you recommend them to buy. Why? And they have have to buy because they have to maintain their hair. Right. And it's just, you know, all the things. Yes, they have to do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy because you think about it on a larger scale, you know, think about all the uh, used to be black-owned hair care companies. They're out of business now. You count on one hand and a couple of fingers how many are left. And so basically it's because we were taking money from one place and spending it somewhere else. So why not have that extra income and stock some product and sell it to your customers? Great, great. Are you familiar with the uh, company... A hair product company, a black hair product company manufacturer, Good to Grow. Are you familiar with that company? Yes, I am. You are familiar with Mr. Grayson? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just 
I just wondered, can you name a couple of other uh, black hair manufacturing companies out there? Because I don't know. I'm just wondering. Uh, I, only one I can recall outside that one is Bonner Brothers, based out of a, I want to say based out of Atlanta. But okay. Most of the other and ones the, have already been sold to the you know large corporations. You know, like uh, Culver. You know that was sold years ago. You know, it's a lot of stuff. It's just you know, it's, it's you know, they're global. They're sold to global companies now. And that's just it. And that's just it. Now. Um, I did notice that Mr. Grayson is holding some, um, holding some. I, I don't know what you call it, uh, showings at Walgreens and different places. He's been posting that, and uh, I want to I want to get him over so I could try some of his products. Number one, <laughs> and so that right. he can talk about, so that he can talk about being a man, one of the few, uh, almost, almost the only one, uh, right, man. Manufacturing hair products for black women and being a person of color himself, with the amount of money spent annually, do you have that figure? What is that annual figure on our on our hair care products, Kimberly? You got that figure that we spend I'm, on hair and hair care products? I don't have it handy, but we spend a lot. Because think about a it, lot. I don't want those people. I have to go to the hair salon every week, <laughs> so I know. And a lot of people just out there, just like me. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And uh, I spoke with Lynn when she was here uh, at the networking event because this is what we do. There is a uh, beauty industry committee for Black Wall Street, and I asked Lynn if she would speak to Ron Carter and come over and take a look. It's not operational right now. It is part of their structure, but I thought that this would fit perfectly because not only would it be a committee just it would not be a committee just for the sake of being a committee to talk about the beauty industry. Right. It's uh with this particular facet added into it and I, and she said she will come to a meeting and I hope she hopefully she will come this Thursday at eight thirty uh AM over at four forty nine East thirty fifth Street to the meeting. It would also give a purpose uh, to the committee and a particular function and goal, one of the particular functions and goals for the committee, which is to increase the revenue of those in the beauty industry. So right. I do hope, and I don't, I don't know if she had that discussion with you, but I do hope that you all, if not, I hope that you all have it now. And that's something she said she would talk to Ron about Ron Carter, who is the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and that she would have that discussion with him and possibly work with him to head up that committee, committee and start uh, getting this information out and making this a workable, functional project because I believe in things that I can see, touch, and feel. Talking about what's going on in the beauty industry will not make it happen. Actually having a viable program without having to recreate it that can work to assist the uh, beauty spa and salon owners in our community in increasing and enhancing, not only increasing their revenue, but enhancing what it is that they do, what they do, and uh, I believe when we were over at, I think it's L26 Restaurant, that you talked about helping them grow from a salon to a spa. Can you say a few words about that, too? Just 
Yes, and so, you know, so I think the first step is just basically making sure that you're getting all the revenue you can get from your current clients and, what you, you know, what you did, and that's getting products in there. The next step, is, you know, for the salons that are ready to take that to, you know, a higher level is to expand in spa services. Well, same clients as you have for hair are going to be interested in doing spas as well. So we uh, at Lots of Consulting help people make that transition from a hair salon to a full-service salon and day spa. And I also want to speak, as we're talking about growing, um, you know, these businesses. I mean, these are, these, you know, black salons and spas are huge in our community. And, you know, what's disappointing to me, and I think, is that we need to get together and figure out a way how we can grow this over the long term. Because what's sad to me is that a salon owner can work in the industry 40, 50 years, and then once they're ready to retire, they shut the door. They don't have anyone to sell it to. Because they haven't put in place, quote, unquote, a business that somebody could buy and sustain when that owner decides to retire. You know, usually, you know, our customers age with us and then that's fan. So I think the, the retail management program is the first step in getting somebody a long-term business that they could pass on. You know, if their family members are not interested in the business, what are they going to do? This is how they're going to retire, and they don't have anybody to turn, you know, who wants to buy the business. So I think it's one step in making it a long-term business instead of just a lifetime business just for you. Absolutely. And you would assist them and work with them because they do need the assistance. They do need to have the understanding of it. They don't do it because they don't know how to do it. So Correct. you would assist them in in owning their business and always grooming their business to possibly be sold one day when they're getting ready right. to retire or to uh to support them in their retirement without them working. And they don't do it because they don't know how to do it. And, Kimberly, that's why we do what we do. Tell us how we can contact you, Kimberly. I can be reached either by phone at 312-772-6105, or you can contact me by email at Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y, at loftusconsulting.com. And, of course, my contact information is also on our website at loftedconsulting.com. Absolutely, and it's also CBBN. I appreciate you being a member. You know, of course, I'm a, uh, I'm a fan and a supporter of this program, and uh, I'm going to keep – we're going to keep putting this information out there till it's till it catch on, because I think it has to catch. Once it catches, once people have to see it going, see it repeat it. They'll they'll get it. They'll get it. And that's why we just gonna keep on pushing and keep on pushing it, Kimberly. I appreciate you being here with us this evening and of course we will be replaying this show in archives and hopefully I wanna ask WJPC to play this particular show in archives because I really, really think what you do is important, Kimberly, and I wanna thank you for being with us this evening. Do you have any final remarks for us? No, just, you know, just pass along the information and, you know, we'll keep on trying to get the word out there. But I think this is a great program and all the customers that we have so far for participating in the program love it. So we haven't had any, you know, bad experience and, you know, I'm here to help you grow. So thank you so much for Sonia for having me. Absolutely, Kimberly, and we're going to keep on doing this and this is when we we'll look back at this in twelve months, and it's just going to be phenomenal, Kimberly. I know that it is because you're a phenomenal woman. And thank Lynn and uh, your whole staff for being a part of what you do. You have a great evening. You too. Bye.
and good night. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com, and your host for this show. That was Kimberly Loftus, president and CEO of Loftus Consulting. You can go to her website, Loftus consulting.com for more information about that program and the other consulting programs that she has to offer. Phenomenal young woman, phenomenal young woman, and we're going to keep supporting her and people like her. They're out there and they need our support. Now, we want you to stay tuned with us. Following this show at 7.30 p.m. will be the Consumer Show with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This evening's show is on senior rights. Even if you're not old, your parents, uh, I'm a little bit up there. I want to hear what he has to say. I know he has something very, very interesting to say. So you stay tuned with us for the Derek McNeil with for Derek McNeil with the Consumer Show. Also, don't forget to listen to Black Wall Street USA this Thursday at 7 p.m. with host Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and the future Alderman of the 17th Ward. People, be sure to get out there and vote. Make that change that we need in our community and make that change right now. I'm not going to get political with you, but you know that we need a changing of the guard in our communities. In closing, persistence is the act of continually pursuing something in spite of obstacles. Let me repeat that. Persistence is the act of continually pursuing something in spite of obstacles. And I am a living witness to that. Do what you love. Do it with the one you love. Have a great life. And listen to Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday, every Thursday. Listen to us all the time. Listen to listen to our archives. You know, it's some great information. Just like Loftus Consultant, we appreciate you. We're going to be right back with the Consumer Show. You're listening Thank to DBBN on Blog Talk Radio. This is where Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience and the world. Join us every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. right here at BlogTalkRadio.com slash CBBN. The Consumer Show is up next at 7.30 p.m., hosted by attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where we answer your real estate and banking questions address your concerns about your consumer protection rights. And speaking of your rights, do you have questions about your legal and political rights? Then you should be here every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. We'll be right back with Derek McNeil and the Consumer Show right after this break.
Thank you for staying with us. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue. Our call in number is 347 326 9477. 347 326 9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. You may also listen to us at blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN. If you'd like to press the number one, please press the number one if you'd like to speak to our guests, if you have a question, and we'll bring you on the air. We want to welcome the host of the Consumer Show, attorney and CPA, Derek McNeil. Tonight's topic is senior rights. Welcome to the show, Derek. Thank you very much. A pleasure to be back uh, with you once again. Let me begin, if I may, with commenting about the, uh, and all I know about it right now is what I've uh, come across in the news is the uh, Governor Quinn signing the um, the bill which severely cuts back the free rides for seniors and uh, only makes eligible for such uh, free rides are those seniors who are eligible for a uh, Illinois circuit breaker. And so um, I just think that that's uh, very unfortunate but as anyone who can recall, the day after Governor Blagojevich got that bill passed, uh, people, including members of the legislature, have been trying to repeal it the day after it got passed. I think that's just a sad day uh, in Illinois for uh, seniors. To I think with. it's a very sad day. I, they, The seniors that I know... They they just became more mobile with the whole thing. It seemed like they they had more to do when that was yes. given to them. And I, th- I, th- I yes. think that I think that's very important. They was hopping on buses and hopping off, and uh, I think that's a part. And, and if they're hopping on buses, going in and out of stores, they were spending money, people, and uh, they didn't look at both sides of that. You know that's a great point that you bring up there, and that's funny. Because where is the business community? Where is the business community advocating for the common man and the citizens who may not have as much money as others, but who would not be getting on the bus if they weren't going to spend money? So the business community should be just as outraged as I am. But uh, since Mayor Daley has been elected, the business community has been very, very quiet on most issues. I can understand it. It is a great loss to them, and they will they will feel that loss. They will. Most definitely. So uh, to begin my show, speaking about, uh, talking about uh, senior rights, one of the first steps that a person should do as you are becoming a senior is go and visit your local department of aging and find out about all of the programs that are available in your uh, particular jurisdiction. Each place in Illinois, of course, has differing uh, department of aging and so differing programs in that uh, municipality. So that's the first thing that uh, uh, a senior citizen wants to do. The second uh, thing that a senior citizen wants to do uh, is join the American Association of Retired Persons. 
and that is the AARP. Now, I have worked with the AARP on many issues. Some of them uh, we have been friendly with each other, and some of them I have been against the AARP, such as the prescription drug uh, program, uh, as the AARP sided with uh, George Bush. Um, and I've uh, testified uh, a couple of times and written uh, amicus briefs to Congress regarding uh, the uh, prescription drug and how that was going to increase. See, seniors and the disabled only get a little money, and the government is figuring more and more and more ways of taking that little money, such as the Medicare premium, about 97 bucks, 96 or 97 bucks, uh, one of your folks can, can correct me, but I think it's something like that, but it's scheduled to go up once again. In any event, the point being is that um, uh, we got the Medicare premium, that's 100 bucks out of your check, we might as well say, and then after the George Bush AARP deal, we now have the uh, prescription drug premium that you also have to pay. Now, in my experience, you listen to CBB on Blog Talk Radio. This is Sonia Purdue with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. Now, in my experience with the seniors that I know, and I'm getting—I'm a senior myself, and I haven't been to the Department of Aging yet, but I'm going to go because I want everything I'm entitled to, and I don't have my AARP. So I'm, those two things that I need to do. You know, as okay. you age, I want everything I can get. But anyway, I'm trying to get everything I can get. So this show is very important to me. But the seniors that I know who are on their fixed incomes, uh, would they take that the $97, $100, and that money out of their checks? It has quite an effect on them. Um, that that That's like, I mean, if you get seven or eight hundred dollars, or if you get fifteen hundred dollars a month, a hundred less, or a hundred fifty less, on top of your other possible medication and things that are going on with you, because we know that a lot of them are very medicated, that that takes that has an effect on them. It has quite an effect, and I've seen it. I've seen I've seen people get very nervous about that deduction coming out of their check. They don't know what to do. They need extra money. What am I going? What am I going to do? Okay. So that's, that's very, definitely. very important. If I may, um, because the AARP does have some excellent programs that a senior needs to avail themselves. So I would encourage your uh, the listeners of the show rather to grab a pen because I want to give out several phone numbers and let me begin by giving the phone number to the AARP. That phone number is 888-687-2277. That number, once again, 888-687-2277 is the phone number for the AARP, also known as the American Association of Retired Persons. Moving along, my next uh, point, make a will and estate plan and review them every three years. It's important also to update your bank account, payable on death designations, your insurance policy beneficiaries. Uh, so what we're saying here is that we want to make sure if something 
God forbid, is to happen to you that you designate the correct person whom you wish to receive your hard-earned uh, assets from your bank account to your insurance policy uh, beneficiaries. You want that to be the right person that's receiving your money. Keep your family informed of who your tax preparer, insurance agent, and lawyers are. Very important as you are nearing retirement, especially the most important person probably will be your tax preparer because they will know just about everything about you if you have pensions, if you have IRAs, if you have uh, what you get in Social Security, if your Social Security is taxable, non-taxable. If you've had stocks, they'll know about the dividends. If you've had bonds, they'll know about the various interests, where your bank accounts are, et cetera, et cetera. So your tax preparer and your uh, tax returns are very important as we began to age, and it's very important who prepares those on your behalf. I'm not sure about in your family because they have you, Derek, but I know in my family uh, and, my, and my elders, they did live for, uh, they do live long lives, but there's always, always the problem and dispute right there after their death about all of those things. It is never clear as it should be. No will, no estate don't know who's supposed to take care of everything. It's just in the wind. So that that is more than worth repeating. Yes. Well, as my father uh, got up in age, uh, I began tightening up all of his affairs. So actually my father had a very orderly transition, and I think that that's, uh, that's very important because that takes some of the stress off of the bereaved. And so we were, everything actually, believe it or not, kind of went pretty smoothly in the uh, transference of his estate and assets and so forth and so on. So you you have to begin uh, looking at your bank account, your insurance policy designations, uh, and and determining uh, your final few years of your tax return. Those are things that you want to consider while you have your good mind, while you have your good spirit, and most important, I guess, why you can get around. Because it's very difficult to plan these types of activities if you have limited mobility. One of the, one of the things, even for the elderly, is... Uh, I think the, one of the most important things you just said, while you're in your good mind, because once we all go through that, uh, almost all of us go through that, um, that phase, we'll go through that phase, then there are people who you may not have designated taking care of your business and taking care of you. So I think a very great point is why you're in your right mind and in your good health to see that these things are done because a lot of a lot of elderly people end up in the hands of those who they would not have made that choice, uh, would not have chosen that particular person or individuals to take care of them or their money. And that's that's a failure that we have 
day after day after day, and we see that, that quite a bit. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil, and the topic for tonight is senior rights. Plus, as you may know, uh, you cannot, often you cannot change uh, beneficiary designations and so forth if you become mentally uh, incapable. So that's a very important point that you kind of emphasize there. A lot of things you need to do while you are making sure that your faculties allow you to do uh, as such. Uh, moving along, it's very important as well uh, that if you have a business or some type of special gift that you monitor, train, and equip your spouse, children, and close friends with the skills you've acquired through the years so that they will respect and appreciate your estate. So too many times you see people who are willed, particularly like real estate, particularly multi, multi-family pieces of property that uh, a lot of these sons will get a, a six unit and they don't even know how to shovel snow. So that's a very unfortunate part of life. So you as the uh, senior citizen, you have to make sure that if you're going to pass on some property or your estate, that the person who you're giving your estate to appreciates it. And you find more and more, at least I have, uh, in dealing with younger people. Younger people nowadays are very unappreciative. And oftentimes they come from single mothers who don't have anything, and yet they try to give them everything. And the more and more they try to give them everything, the more and more you realize and you look at these kids and you say, wow, you don't really appreciate anything. So therefore, you will have worked and acquired property, stocks, bonds, art collections, jewelry, etc., and this person uh, will have no respect or regard for the disposition of your uh, assets at your demise. I couldn't agree with you more, Derek, and it's a sad, sad situation to watch repeatedly as those homes and those properties go down, as that money is spent, and here they are, and and I've seen it. They've worked 30 years. They've worked all their life to accumulate this, and they go through it, and they have nothing in the end. And, uh, you know, prior to you coming on the show, Loftus Consulting, uh, Kimberly Loftus was my guest, and and she specializes in beauty salons and spas and helping them build revenue in their businesses. And one of the things that she did say, which relates to the senior rights and the topic tonight, is that she wants to go into our salons because we have a lot of money going through our beauty salons. These are This is a big industry in our communities. And she finds that after the, the salon owner ages, the business ends. That's it for the business. There's nothing else there. There's nothing else left, and they've done this for 30 years. And she wants to create the mindset, and she wants to go in and cre- create the training as to how you – Manage your building so that in your retirement or when you retire, you can either sell it or it can be operated in a way to supplement your income and not necessarily to pass it on to someone, and they don't do that. Once the owner of that salon closes, the door usually closes because they're not preparing to sell it, 
to pass it on or what to do with it after it's done. And this is the same case. Yes, well, uh, as I spoke to Ron Carter on the Black Wall Street show, uh, he did invite me that he would follow up with me to come and speak to the some of the members of Black Wall Street regarding just that, and that is known as succession planning. And you are absolutely correct in your assertion that most, and it's just not, it's just not limited to beauty salons, but most black-owned businesses are one-generation business. And that's, that's not very good because wealth in this country is created by generations and generations and generations. And that's why you have people like the Kennedys, the DuPonts, uh, the Fitzgeralds, the Hines, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely, absolutely. Generations and generations and generations and so forth. And that's one thing that we've kind of completely um, ignored because if you study some years ago on Tony Brown's journal, Tony Brown did a number of series about how blacks had more wealth and property and land and farms and et cetera after the Civil War than we do right today. You know, that's a not-talked-about area of black history. Now, everybody talks about slavery and all this kind of stuff. You don't hear about how wealthy black people once upon a time were, and, of course, that's where you get the term Black Wall Street with regards to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and so forth. But in any event, at one point in time, black people, we had a lot of land all over this world. And where are we today? You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. So, Sonia, I'd like to uh, move on to our next uh, point with regards to senior rights, and that is uh, choosing your doctor. Uh, Choose your doctor very carefully. A couple of questions that not only the senior, but the loved one of the senior wants to ascertain from the doctor. Uh, Do they listen to you? Do they follow up on your care? Will they visit you at home? These are three very, very valuable questions to kind of assess your medical care. Um, You as a loved one can follow up with your mother, father, you know, aunt, et cetera, and their health care by asking their doctor just a few questions, you know. And then uh, do they follow up with the instructions that they've given them, with all of these medications that they've provided? Is that medication working out okay? Have you noticed any mood changes in your parent? Do they seem more depressed, less depressed, et cetera, et cetera? Are they able to get up in the morning like they used to? And, you know, just these very basic uh questions that so many times uh, the American consumer, particularly in the black community, fail to ask. Absolutely. And as I age, I pay a little bit more attention. Our seniors are so heavily medicated. I mean, I've never seen people with so many pills before in their purse, in bags, in their medicine cabinets, everywhere. And I'm not sure if they're overly medicated. I don't have a medical degree. 
but they, there seems to be a lot of pill pushing out here, and um, that it is something that probably needs to be looked in a little bit more. Yes, so, so we'll maybe follow up. Uh, frequently I do shows about uh, medical malpractice, which includes uh, improper medications, improper prescriptions, and so forth. Anyway, moving along, um, choosing a nursing home. So many people today are in a nursing home or are desirous of going to a nursing home. One of the first areas that we want to do uh, is inspect the facility. We want to go out, we want to visit the nursing home. We want to have some type of checklist of items that we're looking for, five, six, ten items, whatever. We want to be able to check off, do you offer this, 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 and this. Talk to patients at the nursing home, both current and any former patients, if you can. Talk to the staff of the facility. See if they're nice. Do they greet you while you come in the door? Do they say goodbye? Uh, take a look at the environment of the nursing home. Is it clean? Is it well-maintained? The washrooms, etc. All of those little things are giving you basic tips on if you or you want your loved one in this particular facility. Now, there is an office that um, will assist a nursing home resident or a consumer in checking out a nursing home, and that office is called the Long-Term Care Ombudsman. Once again, the Long-Term Care Ombudsman. Their telephone number in Illinois is 888-401-8200. That number again, 888-401-8200. And the Ombudsman in Chicago, uh, representing the state, her name is Laura Bass at the Department of Aging. Just very concerned, very knowledgeable, and will definitely follow up on any complaint that uh, gets to her desk. That much I can vouch for. I'm going to uh, I'm going to keep that information. I'm going to keep that in mind. That is something that's very important. I'm, I'm, my family has been very fortunate. They live to be old and they have not been in nursing homes. I've been in a nursing home twice in my uh, adult life, and, ooh, that was just hard. Maybe they're all not the same. Maybe it's just my perception of nursing homes. Uh, that was just a horrifying thought for me to see just all of these people. When, let me ask you a question. This may be a little bit off of it, Derek. When did this whole concept uh, it's like prison to me or something. When did this whole concept of nursing homes with these huge amount of elderly people come along? Uh, where did that come from? That this is this is where they belong. Uh, you know, are these people lost? They have no relatives. The relatives have forgotten them. Or when did all of this, no, this no, come about? No. I mean, it has not always been relatives. like this. They have quite a few relatives. You have now multiple issues. You have broken so-called families. There lies your first problem. You don't have people who now will take on their mother and father and so forth into their homes. Um, you have people who are so busy themselves, they barely have a functioning family. The black community's family structure is absolutely horrible. And 
that there lies the backbone and a lot of the profits of Illinois nursing homes. Very few people are willing to address that, but there lies the underlining issue of the problem. There we go. It's almost like another prison system or something. Oh, most definitely. These nursing to homes me. have been rated. They've been rated to be pretty bad, and uh, instead of improving, if you listen to most consumers and most residents who have made complaints, instead of improving, nursing homes are getting worse. So there lies another horrendous uh, fact. However, the point being, though, some of the things that you can do as an individual and that you can do as a community, people need to visit their local nursing homes. They need to be calling the ombudsman. They need to be speaking with the staff. They need to be determining if the nursing home is involved in the community. So like a watchdog, the residents, the loved ones of the residents, and most importantly, the community should be serving as a watchdog over the nursing home. I actually taught a seminar about this about 10 years ago to help community residents learn how to advocate on behalf of seniors and, um, you know, serve as watchdogs with these various um, facilities that uh, interact in our community. And you know what's interesting? These nursing homes nowadays have so many names. You don't know what the hell to call them because they have so many names that they've uh, tried to make themselves more sophisticated, I guess, by name. But uh, I think people kind of know what I'm talking about. I got you. They still it's still the same game and different names. Yes. Uh, game, living assistance. Well, living assistance. Uh, now they're. I don't think. Uh, I guess different depends on what your health is as to where you're going to be placed and what's gonna what's gonna happen to you. Um, but it's it's something that uh, we need to talk about a little bit more. It's something as as I age. It's something that. That's a little bit scary for me. Believe me, it is. Yeah, what, what, what I think I'll do uh, often when I'm talking here, I'm planning my future shows. So in the near future, I'll do an entire show regarding uh, nursing home uh, inspections, nursing home uh, watch, uh, reviewing a nursing home, and checking out these doctors. Because all of that's kind of connected, these doctors of the elderly and the nursing home. It's almost like they got some type of uh, quid pro quo type system. So in the near future, okay. we'll talk about that. Okay. Moving along, let's talk a little bit about uh, insurance and uh, understanding your insurance needs. Now, let's talk about life insurance first. You see a lot of television commercials regarding life insurance. Uh, mm. And uh, used to have Ed McMahon and used to have a lot with uh, Lou Rawls and so forth. Um, but one of the things that I point out to people is uh, often you'll see in very tiny print regarding those life insurance ads that the policy proceeds are known as graded death benefits. Once again, graded death benefits, meaning that for the first two years of the policy, the face amount of the policy will not be paid. The consumer or the insured will only receive 
the premiums that they have paid if they expire within the first two years of a graded death benefit policy. So if you are elderly, and that's who they cater these commercials to, seniors, if you are a senior, you want to watch out for this graded death benefit insurance because too many times, once again, especially if you're black, many black people have been ripped off by life insurance policies, and you don't want to get ripped off again. That's that's a very great concern, and I, I think a question, and I think it came up on, on one of the Black Wall Street shows. There were black insurance companies, black owned. As a matter of fact, right here on 35th Street and King Drive, there were black insurance companies, black owned insurance companies, black agents going out into community and selling policies to the black community. But the policies they were selling were not policies that were going to enhance their future. People start buying policies when they were young and they paid for these these policies all their life and it was not wealth building in any way or benefits wasn't building any benefits. I guess they were term life policies. And I think I'm wondering if we still as a community are still caught in that. We still have just enough to bury us and barely that much. Um, well, hold on, hold so, on, hold on, hold on, because you've given out some information that's not necessarily factually accurate. The facts and what part are, is that? Here. The facts are most insurance that was sold to black citizens were sold to mm-hmm. them by white people and by white-owned insurance companies, not by black-owned insurance companies. Now, what you may be referring to were the smaller type face value policies. Many people had $1,000 policies. We used to call them nickel and dime policies. Many yes. people had those through Supreme, Metropolitan, et cetera, so forth. Uh, many times consumers did get uh, ripped off in some instances with regards to those companies. However, there have been much more citizens, both black and white, ripped off by all states, State Farm, uh, so forth and so on, that I can go on and on, uh, Prudential, MetLife, that have ripped off black consumers and all other type of consumers than the black-owned uh, insurance companies. So, just because I could disagree with that part, but did we do a better job? Did we have a better understanding of what the needs are? And then did these black insurance companies do a better job, or were, did they do the same job? Was it because of their lack of knowledge, that they were selling well, the same policies. Well, you, you're correct to a degree. Uh, many times the insurance agent did not understand what they were selling as well. Um, and then in some instances, some people just are trying to rip you off. So it doesn't matter whether if you're trying to rip me off and you're black or white, because I'm the consumer, I'm still being ripped off. So, the point here that I'm making that's a very valuable one, good we're sticking on this subject, life insurance and the life insurance contract is one of the most complex legal instruments ever known to man. So it bears, <laughs> yes, it, <is. laughs> it, it bears watching and reviewing and attempting to understand your life insurance before you buy it. It's very it. difficult, very, very difficult to know. And and let's and let's say this, Derek. Let's say this. You should not be taking your advice about 
insurance, period, from an insurance agent. What you think? Well, I don't know. That should be your financial advisor that's trying to sell you a policy. Well, I don't know. I mean, an insurance agent should be trained and is licensed by the state, uh, should be trained and, and licensed and um, receiving continuing education and so forth. The issue, I think, becomes is that you have to determine if they're out just to sell you something or have they studied the products and know their products like the back of their hand or are they just trying to sell you something to make a commission. That's, I think, more of an issue than... Um, the the purchasing the policy so determining their level of knowledge expertise and most importantly their ethics and, and your best interest making sure that, that agent is looking out for your best interest and not their own well let me just ask you this one question and, and i'll let you go on what about these gerber um insurance policies that you get almost out of the womb and uh have and your parents pay on forever, ever, ever. Should parents have those insurance policies? Well, some people have benefited from those policies uh, because oftentimes they pay, uh, you know, $10 a month or whatever for the policy, and then it allows a conversion period when the uh, insured, who is the child, becomes of a certain age. It allows them to uh, convert to their own type of policy at a very low or inexpensive premium. So sometimes that can be beneficial because so many people, especially younger people now, are dying with no insurance at all. Absolutely, absolutely. You listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, and we're talking about senior rights and a whole lot of other things that we need to talk about some more and cover. And uh, I appreciate Derek being here and this information because I need all this information. And our caller number is 347-326-9477, and we want to thank you for listening. So if I move along uh, to talk a little bit about health insurance and Medicare supplement policies. Uh, <clears throat> Medicare supplement policies generally cover you for the amount uh, known as Medigap that Medicare does not cover. Now, Medicare generally covers 80%, so you'll have tremendous bills and so forth. Uh, now, the unfortunate thing about Medicare supplement policies is that they're mostly alike, but with the consumer, as far as the legalities, they're mostly alike. But what the consumer has to watch out for is the service from the company, the reliability. So, for example, do they only have 800 numbers? Are you left on hold? Uh, you know, Can you even speak to someone? And then, finally, the price of the Medicare supplement policies can be uh, sometimes expensive, ranging up to anywhere from uh, you know, $80 to $200. And so that can also be a little prohibitive because we've already expended a lot of our money as a senior on other uh, necessities and so forth. But uh, that closes out my review about insurance-type products. So if you are a senior and you're having insurance products, it bears taking your time and consulting with others and being very careful in the uh, policies that you 
get yourself involved in. Finding I do a have lawyer. one question. Okay. Can I, I do have one question, Derek, as, as you close that topic out. And I'm not quite sure about it, but I don't remember where was the turning point with all of these supplements and everything. I don't remember the elderly paying for supplements. I know they got Medicare, but at some point in time, all of a sudden, well, it probably wasn't all of a sudden. At some point in time, there was a turning point. They had to go in and choose these different uh supplements because this wasn't being paid. Isn't this just a little bit complicated for somebody who's oh, 70 years old? Right. This is very complicated for all of us, including those who are CPAs and lawyers. So oh uh, the Part D of Medicare, which is your prescription drug benefit, uh, is relatively new, signed into law and sponsored by uh, President Select Bush, uh, and his administration, so that's probably what you're referring to there. Now, however, with regards to Medigap, where Medicare, Medicare since its inception, never paid 100% of your various bills. Okay. So that's always been right, where then. you would have to pay something on your bills, but where things have become more complicated is with this new prescription drug benefit that everyone gotcha. has to select. Yes. Okay. okay. So moving along. Um, moving along to find a lawyer that knows senior rights. And so what are we talking about here? We're talking about uh, someone who kind of understands the basics of wills, basics of estate administration, medical rights, powers of attorney for property, powers of attorney for health care. These are all issues that kind of come under the umbrella of estate planning. So that's kind of the attorney that you need to seek out as you are getting older, someone who can be of assistance in those numerous, uh, and each of those areas have their own uh, details and extensive complications themselves, such as the power of attorney for property, whereby you may be um, signing over your uh, powers to sign for your bank account, your pension, your real estate, etc. You may be signing that over to someone who you believe that you can trust. And so that person is to act on your behalf in cashing your checks, managing your property, and so forth. But they may, in fact, may not be acting on your behalf. And if there's something seriously wrong with you, how are you going to determine that? Number one. Number two, then how are you going to stop that? Absolutely. Let me ask you, Derek, we know there's a lot of senior facilities around, and maybe it's not permissible to go into them and have these type of classes. Would that be a function of the Department of Aging? Do they give these classes in these facilities, uh, have these type of uh, I mean, they have all type of activities going on all day, have seminars in these facilities so yes. that those who are capable can listen to and all of no one will ever, and it will never be all of them. You can never touch yes. everybody. But yes. is, that the Depart is that under the Department of Aging? Uh, that has been. I've done many seminars and so have some of my uh, associates and so forth have done seminars on behalf and for the Department of Aging 
uh, in Chicago with regards to estate planning, uh, tax issues, tax reduction, et cetera, et cetera. They have a lot of good seminars. So that's why I listed that as the first resource. And in just a moment, I'm going to provide some phone numbers uh, for our local Department of Aging here in Chicago. So, um, so that covers the lawyer. Moving along, study, study, very important as we get older, to do more reading the best we can. Study medical and legal issues that will affect you. Social Security and IRS rules, pension rules, medicine side effects, medical malpractice, the latest drugs and tests that affect your conditions and concerns. So you want to study about the various medications. If you have heart disease, if you have uh, 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 diabetes, etc., you want to know about all of these different medications because if you listen to some of these commercials, you realize that some of these drugs will make you worse off than the actual ailment that you sought the drug for. And that is no lie. I know. Have to be careful. So you got to study and be very careful uh, as you decide to take these various medications and so forth. Let me just give my last point and then give some phone numbers. Uh, my last point, investigate before you invest. A couple of questions you want to ask if people are asking you about making investments with your uh, hard-earned retirement dollars. You want to ask what risks are involved with the investment. Can you provide references and industry rankings? What are the tax consequences of this investment? And what if I want my money back? Will I get all of my money back? Is there a certain time that I need to wait to get my money back? These basic questions that you want to ask all of these people who are targeting senior citizens to invest in this or that. So that kind of concludes my uh, fact sheet with regards to senior rights. Now, what I'd like to do is give out some phone numbers, beginning with the Chicago Department of Aging and sharing with the listeners. They have a benefits checkup list, benefits checkup list, which they'll review everything that you're eligible for and so forth. Their telephone number, 312-744-4016, And we also have the Illinois Senior Citizens Hotline, which is an excellent number to call about all type of problems and information that you shall need or you may need, 800 252 8966, Illinois Senior Citizens Hotline, 800-252-8966. Then we have an agency or legal, uh, legal resource center, the Center for Disability and Elder Law. The Center for Disability and Elder Law. Their telephone number, 312-376-1880, 312-376-1880. And finally, a number that uh, we all will need, and that's the number to the Social Security Administration, telephone number to the Social Security Administration, 800 
800-772-1213. That number again, 800-772-1213. So that Great concludes my review for senior rights. Very resourceful that people can use. And this is the kind of stuff that you don't get on radio and in the newspaper and on television most of the time. So listeners take advantage and use all of these uh, resources, phone numbers, as well as tips. Not enough information at all. I'm hoping you listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, and I'm the co-host with Derek McNeil, attorney and CPA, and our topic tonight, Senior Rights, some good information. I'm going to ask that this show be replayed on WJPCChicago.com because this information is certainly, certainly needed. We want to share this. We want to do this. How can our listeners contact you, Derek? Well, they can feel free to contact me at area code uh, 773-924. Four zero four four. It's nine two four four zero four four. And on the upcoming show that we have next week, we're going to be talking about uh, your taxes, your tax preparation, federal and state tax preparation companies, your income tax returns, and just the, some of the new changes that people should be aware of, and just tips in selecting their uh, income tax preparer and some of the scams that have taking place and so forth. Okay. Now, I know that you conduct a real estate seminar and classes. Do you have any upcoming events, Derek? I do not. At this time, my calendar is empty, but it won't be empty for long, uh, at least <laughs> on my own stuff. I'm doing a lot for other people, but I'm getting ready to do my own uh, seminars and reviews, and I'll definitely keep our listeners uh, up to date uh, when I uh, get those off the ground sometime in March. Sometime in March, great. Please yeah. do, and please post it to Chicago's Black Business Network dot com. I also uh, probably maybe an upcoming show. Uh, we're gonna uh, plan. I think it's something that's important and something that definitely, definitely bears repeating because it's not a term that I hear often. And uh, and I'm sure our listeners don't. And that is something you brought up tonight: succession planning. I think that is something that we really need to repeat uh, on this show and uh, yes. get people used to hearing that term because I'm not used to hearing it. Succession planning, planning uh, beyond us, you know, and beyond what we do. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a short story. Uh, you talk about building wealth and how the Kennedys built wealth, the Eisenhowers and the Bushes, and you know, and kept it going uh, for years and years and hundreds of years and ever. I went to I went to uh, one of these surveys where you go to a survey and they pay you seventy five dollars and they you test the product and that type of thing. So it was a it was a candy product and we test the product and um, the young man conducting the survey. Uh, said that the company was formed in like the 18 I don't know 70 or 1880 something like that. So it was a it was over a hundred years old. So he asked us what did we think about when we said a company was that old? Well, my response was 
in my mind, because I'm a black woman, I thought that, well, in the 1800s and 1880s, they wouldn't have permitted us in America to have a, a company such as that. So that's what came to my mind. And he wants, he told me that's not what he was talking about. But then the, the young black woman next to me, she said, you know what, I thought the same thing, that we don't have successive companies with that type of longevity and is there something that we can turn around and make a difference that's something that's very important it's one of the things that's going to lift us up in my mind as a community and as a nation the continuance of our wealth and handling that wealth uh you mentioned the 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 amount of um entrepreneurship and ownership after the civil war and uh you may know more about this and the the farmland that was down there that is no longer ours or was not passed on or was lost. Uh, that was lost and or taken. Lost and or taken. That there's no longer ours at all. All the land that uh, was not passed on. And uh, so this is something that we we do need to talk about. People work very hard, years and years and years, building up their wealth and their families and sustaining it. And we got to figure out that it may be passing to the wrong person. It could be one person in that family who can make that happen. But it's something that needs to be talking talked about. Derek, I appreciate these conversations. Didn't know I was going to be your co-host, but I do appreciate these conversations. And the senior rights, I definitely need this information. Well, so we look forward much. to you forward to you coming back next week, uh, talking to us about taxes. We know some people have already run out there and got their little their little tax loans and all that kind of stuff, but maybe we can save a few and uh give a few some good information. You listen to C B B on, on Blog Talk Radio with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil and uh we've covered a lot of ground here and uh thank you so much for being with us this evening, Derek. Thank you very much. You have a good evening, and once again, an honor and a pleasure. Look forward to working with you next week. Thank you so much, and good night. We want each of you to tune in again next week. We're going to have something special for you, of course. You also know that you can listen to our shows and archive right here on blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. And uh, don't just listen to us. Call in and be a part of everything that we do. Don't forget to listen to Black Wall Street USA this Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. That is with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm the co-host on that show as well. And uh, call in numbers the same, 347 Nine four seven seven. You know we're coming up on this election here in Chicago, February twenty second, twenty eleven. Let's go out there and let's make a difference, people, because we can. You do the best that you can for yourself this week. You do the best that you can for your family. I'm Sonia Purdue. Thank you for being with us this evening.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.